Does the last line of that song, um, we are doggies, woof, woof, woof? Okay, cool, just making sure. Yeah, no, the whole, this song is called Good Doggies. What? It's yeah. not, it's not called, uh, what, what's in the, what's in the chorus? Uh, it goes, this too shall pass. No, it's just called, it's just called Good Doggies. Aww. Um, it's just about being good old doggies. That's nice. We're a couple We're of good, good old, old doggies. doggies. Woof, woof. Uh, I don't know if you could tell folks, families, and friends, but Carly and I are fucking reunited. Back. Yeah, we are back in the closet. Can you cheers me, bitch? I'll cheers you. Ooh, that was a double that cheers. Was your fucking cheeks. Okay, just one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's like skipping around. I was gonna say that. <laughs> See, when me and Katie get together, we make magic. Yeah, it's a lot easier too when the Word Zoom magic. doesn't cut each other They're off. They're off. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so awkward, awkward being, being here. here. <sighs> yeah, we're actually in Katie's closet instead of uh, my closet because currently there's a bunch of um, other stuff in my closet. My closet's not podcast ready. Mm-mm. Like Katie's actually is How would you rate How would you rate my closet? I would rate it 14 out of there's a lot of clothes in here. <laughs> I would rate it 14 out of your hoarder. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anyone were to step into my closet, you would see that I have used shopping as a coping mechanism. And guess what, bitch? It it's did working. not work. <laughs> we had two different exes. Um, um, the back a, of my legs are sweating. Yeah, my boobs are sweating. Uh, since, like, most of my boobs just fold over, there's, like, a good three inches that's just always boob sweat. Can we... I'm going to ask you to do something for me. What? Will you, will you just slip a hand under your... Will you just grab a, like, a little bit? Will you just like wet your hands? Yeah, I'll show you how I... I'll, ready? Yeah. Okay. Wait, shh, listen. Look <laughs> <Shh>. at <laughs> <Okay>, that. <laughs> um, because of the format of the podcast, <laughs> you cannot see how sweaty my hand Katie's was. hand was when she pulled it out from under her boob. But it's glistening. But, um, okay, my turn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Straight foot in my face. Oh. That's how ah. hot my legs are. Um, if we were to ever show you our boob sweat and leg split, it would be on our OnlyFans. Yeah, which you can subscribe to now for... for truly dollars. Trillion dollars to see this ass. Um, don't ask my exes that because they did not get me a trillion dollars. And guess what, baby? What did they give you? 
emotional trauma. We didn't come here to talk about that. No, we didn't, but I know that they got egos and they love to hear me talk about them. So they go, yeah, I'm going to listen to your podcast and I want to know if you talk about me. If you're someone I've ever had sex with and you're listening to this podcast, because I know you are. I know you fucking are, you slut. You fucking fucking filthy bad boy listening to (laughs) that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Stick around or don't. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that me some money. If you broke my heart and you know if you have, you owe me at least $20. True. If we just had a sort of like very mutual and loving breakup, <laughs> uh, feel free to Venmo me $30 if you're listening. <laughs> uh, for uh, what? I don't know. Yeah. just But I could use, use it. I could use it. You know what people like, could use, Carly Cipriano? Intentions, artistic intentions, manifestations. Yeah, I came home and Katie's got some fucking crystals and rocks. <gasps> so she's all about. I have been sleeping under crystals. A rock! <laughs> <laughs> I, Carly doesn't know this, but I've been living outside under a rock. Uh, but Where it's a big old crystal. It's a big old crystal. Uh, Damn, you the Patrick Star <laughs> of Argentina. <laughs> I'm the Patrick Star of Manifestation, baby. Oh my god. You know who else likes Manifestations? Crustaceans. <laughs> crustaceans. No! Other girls. Other girls like crustaceans. Yeah, and we would we know. Because we, we are, are just like other girls, girls but we're, we're not, not like, like other podcasts. podcasts. Oh. It's nice to do it in person. I know. It feels so much better. It's. It really is like... Uh, no, I'm not going to make an analogy. Anyway... <laughs> Um. <laughs> I have never seen someone set up for an analogy and spike it down in a matter of a millisecond. That was so fucking good. It's like, no. It's like nothing. <sighs> wow. Okay. We came here mm-hmm. on this day uh-huh. to talk about our artistic manifestations. Mm-hmm. Our intentions, our goals for the new year. And if you're wondering, it's August, the new year. The new year, because me and Carly are back together. Yeah. It's like every time we take a rotation mm-hmm. in which, like, we pass a baton, mm. I come back to Seattle, I give a baton to Katie, she goes to California, she passes the baton to me, and... You shit your pants. Exactly. Exactly. So we just need to make sure that when we get back together, when the world collides with the sun, when all the planets have aligned, mm-hmm. what are we doing? What's in store? Katie just made a fucking website. I know. Isn't that fun? It was so funny. I, like, been suffering from depression. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, No, where's the put? What happened was, like, I have just been feeling really, like, um, not fulfilled because I've just been working a lot and also been doing recovery, which is fulfilling, but, you know, we haven't... I haven't been in theater world, which... uh, is a place that fills me with so much joy and love and also, like, an outlet for my feelings. Um, and the other day I was feeling really fucking sad, and I was like, I should take a nap. And I was like, or I could apply to two theaters and then finish my website and then feel a little bit better. And I did. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like pushes you in that... Did you, like, have a little bit of coffee and it sent you to that place? Or were you just like, actually, alter course? I think it was having to actually, like, rewire my brain. Because mm. uh, I think... My old narrative was like, would have been like, well, you know, you don't deserve that good thing or like, 
just go to sleep like everything you know what I mean like it would have set me down a sad girl spiral and I would have been like you're right I should just take a nap and waste my day away like I do yeah but I clocked that and was like no what what am I missing out of my life right now connection theater fuck yeah authenticity I'm so proud of you and the website looks so fucking good thank you com, baby oh yeah you, isn't that weird that you can google that and it comes up with me I, do you, if somebody googles Catherine Jana I bet we'll have to figure it out we'll have to figure it out yeah I mean, it looks really beautiful. Yeah. The podcast is featured. Manic Pixie Middle Age mm-hmm. Man is featured. It's just nice to feel like y- you have a foundation which you shall grow something mm-hmm. on. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. The seed in the fucking flower plot. Pot. Well, we're plotting. We're plotting. We're pouting. Yeah, I wanted... Um, I had so many lofty ambitions for this summer, which I feel like is just the three line of my life where I'm like, okay, here are the eight things I'm going to tackle. And they're like goals that a person would accumulate over five years yeah um but i'm like i'm gonna do them in six months uh but one of them is to finish my website and or begin to make my website well it'll and carly's going into her last semester at college um but i'm pretty sure you're gonna take a course that has you work on a website for one of the assignments oh okay I'm because I I'm I, that's the reason I started mine was because I had to do it for a website or for a class. Oh, thank. Well, that makes everything more intuitive. But shout out to you. That's exciting. Yeah, actually, this semester. Let me tell you how disconnected. No, <laughs> I was gonna say. Let me tell you how disconnected I am from my current reality. I've been in such a dreamland, which has been so so nice actually. But I feel like I just haven't been thinking about school. I haven't been thinking about. Um, my work as much. I've been writing a lot of poetry, so I'm hoping to publish a zine of my poems. But, yeah, it's like, I feel like everything's just been so intangible. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic, I haven't been in a physical classroom in... How long? So long. Uh, Almost two years, right? Yeah. Jesus. Which just seems fucking ridiculous. So, And also, I took a semester off of school, so to think that... I have one more semester instead of, like, an entire year feels very strange, as it would. Anyways, but I got to figure out my thesis and start... I'm so excited, ...pushing things in that direction. I just love the idea of... uh, I'm I'm thinking of, like, artistic power duos of history. Like, just... Do you know what I mean? Like, just... Not to knit our futures together in such a way, but also, like... Yeah, knit them, yeah. Um... My needles are here. My anxious attachment child's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that I thought about like duos. I just thought about Sherlock Holmes and Watson, which are <laughs> just like I don't know why. Yes, I did read a lot of John Locke <laughs> fan fiction. Oh, did you spill wine? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. If Sherlock was here, he wouldn't let me do that. Okay. Oh, actually, um, Watson, you fucking idiot. Oh yeah, wait. You would? Would I be Sherlock or would you be Sherlock? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Can I put my feet out a little bit? Yeah. I'm Sorry. Gonna, please. My feet fell asleep. Just move the little guy. But yeah, speaking of your fucking your senior thesis is so exciting. Um, Carly, as if you're an avid listener, uh, directed my senior thesis. Woo-hoo. Uh. And I think I'm going to direct her senior thesis. Correct. Your assumption's correct. Which uh, is just really rubs me the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I have several ideas swimming around in my head that I'll tell you off the pod when we, like, get down of and course, dirty. Of course, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like we have fleshed out this 
really interesting world. Yeah, like where they're we've been kick the mic we've been taught by our mentors I think we took a clown class that was particularly impactful and I feel like that one semester of bullshit rules has like forever changed us thinking Mm -hmm. about like these worlds that we create have gods that control the rules that Mm -hmm. like create punishments there's logic that doesn't apply the stakes are always really high Um, more 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 baby and just like this dichotomy between like visceral disgusting grotesque Sexy. yeah femininity mm-hmm. hypersexuality deep vulnerability objectification yes like dehumanization yeah. to the like i just am so all over that and i also have some weird fixation on like historical figures yeah. and like wealth and envy like jealousy is really interesting to me and um like I've been thinking a lot about different, like, the the idea of gender performance versus, Mm. like, what womanhood really is. I think specifically the way that we look at gender identity lately and, like, within the past 10 years and the way that... um, Huge shift. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about, like, the entrance... Trans people have always existed, but, like, the more mainstream um, acceptance of trans people and then the reaction from like turfs in the feminist community yeah and like crazy. that like weird gatekeeping of femininity i think that's really interesting and like why we feel the need to like gatekeep that oppression Die on that hill yeah yeah so i say we as if i'm a turf i'm not jk rowling i do not know her <laughs> um but yeah so those are things I'm thinking about and writing about. Yeah. Well, I think something I love about our artistic uh, collaboration is, like, I do feel like we have very similar, like, ideas we're stemming from, like, big topics. Mm-hmm. But I think what I really enjoy is that we both take them in uh, different routes. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so fun to work with you because I feel like you are very analytical. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I am just such a... Uh, emotionally thought out person that I feel like when we collaborate it's such a beautiful like yeah combination because I feel like you pull things out of my brain that I would never have thought of because I I view things so like heart forward you know what I mean yeah and I feel like you just are willing to put it all fucking out there which is constantly like I don't know about you but in my fucking acting training like my mentors are always giving me the note of like you need to be more vulnerable and you need to be able to be Mm -hmm. messier Mm -hmm. um and I've always just been like but that's a big personal flaw anyways but it's interesting that you say that because they're what is the I don't remember who the fuck talks about it but like there's the two kind of ideals of artistry where there's like Dionysian and then there's but there's like Apollo and Dionysus basically like there's the idea that like you need to really hold control and technique and like doing everything by the book yeah like to a high standard versus like Dionysus being raucous wild spontaneous and the idea that like the best art is a marriage of those two ideas. So you have, like, not to say that, like, I was gonna read it! <laughs> not to say we're, we're that. But in a way, I feel like we kind of, we balance each other out yeah. in a way that we also don't have conflict with each other. And when we do, we talk about it. Like, <laughs> well, that's true. true, true, true. Um, 
anyways, so we're perfect. Uh, <laughs> do you know what my shirt says? Romantic. Thank you. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. What I'm trying to say is we also, like, not only are we different in a way that is complementary and balanced, but we also, like, know how to communicate with one another, and we are both, like, very very em- empathic, um, like, we're empaths, and we, but we care very deeply about one another, yeah. and we don't let ego get in the way, and when we do, I feel like our friendship supersedes our working relationship and so then oh yeah because i feel like there are points in manic where i was like am i overstepping a boundary here am i like doing a thing because like this is your thesis but and, and then at the end of the day it's like why all of that was just created in my head because ego was entering into it and being like yeah when but, i actually never felt that way at all yeah which is very funny and that's where my brain that's where my anxiety is yeah well also like i mean it's a little different i guess but coming in from a playwright's perspective, I really wanted to have the experience of writing from your fucking soul, like from your heart, ripping out your guts and then giving it to someone and letting whatever they do with it just become something else and not feeling like it's an attack against me or like, Mm. or not feeling like I've lost a part of myself because you like, no longer have soul control over it. Yeah, because, you know, I think one of my favorite things about being a playwright is I get to create, a, like, a world and relationships and and a story, and that's... And it could be completely mine, but seven different directors can view it from, a, like, a different perspective. And, like, that's my favorite part, is, like, not the words I write, but how people perceive them. Mm. Um, because that's my favorite part about art, is that it makes me fucking think... When I don't want to think sometimes. <laughs> True. Truly. I think it's... My mind goes back to my, like, middle school days on DeviantArt when I would look up a ton of fan art. Mm. And it would be, like, you have this one fictional character and, like, there's 17 different ways somebody... Like, all these different people have drawn them. Yeah. And they're all, like... Say, for example, it's, like, a Harry Potter character. It's, like, pulled from literature. And you just, like, have all these different interpretations of what the person looks like. Um... And it feels like that to me, in a way. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like... I make all my characters thick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and that's the thing about being a playwright, too, is there are certain things where you're like, this is explicit. Yeah, that's what I like. Versus, like... And this is my thing about writing... I would be curious to see what it would be like for you to write screenplays. And, I mean, like, I took a class. I don't have any experience writing screenplays. <laughs> but, like, what that experience for you would be like, because... I was, I felt excited and challenged by all of the limitations that... Because it was so literal, right? Yeah. Like, I was constantly being told by this professor that it's not like playwriting in that you get to kind of create something poetic, something, if that's your choice, like create a relationship with the text that informs the performance. Like, you can make the format many different things in a play... And that's just another thing the director's going to take to create the world. But, and maybe that also has to do with the relationship that playwrights have with the rights to their play. Like, playwrights own their work, even past, you know, production. They get to sell royalties as it's performed wherever it is, Mm -hmm. all over the world. How many different productions? But then screenwriters, 
they just fucking sell their screenplays. And I was told constantly in this class, like, for the screenplay, it needs to be a blueprint for the movie. It needs to be, like, how it's going to be shot, what you see, when you see it. It needs to be very literal. Like you said, very explicit. And it just... It felt like it left... At some parts, it made it easy because it felt like I was in control the whole time, which appealed to me. But at the same time, it also... Sometimes you don't have the answers. And that's the fun thing about being a playwright is you get to just be like, Jamie kills himself. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Jamie eats the biggest sandwich in the world. Yeah, and you're like, that's the fun of it is a good director is going to take that and be inspired by it and be so stoked to figure out what the fuck that means and what it looks like. And I think there's some scripts that really excite me because they're an interesting mix of like visually potent and specific, but also aesthetically ambiguous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there are other scripts and I try to be aware of this when I write stuff. Like there are other scripts that feel very prescriptive and you're like, oh, okay, this playwright wants to direct this piece. Yeah. But I feel like it's not leaving a lot of room for me to bring in yeah. new elements. Well, I think that's one of my favorite things is to leave space for questions. Uh, which, honestly, probably some people find very annoying, I bet, about my <laughs> plays. They're like, what the What's fuck? going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is totally understandable. And I, uh, I'm not mad about that, but, like, no. Uh, but I like that... When you do leave things, uh, uh, when you do leave things like up for interpretation, it makes the times where you are like, no, this this character needs to have blue hair and a nose ring, like so much more impactful. Because mm. then the director's like, but why? Like, mm. what about this story needs that to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I think something that I would really die on a hill for is. If I were to, like, write a play about being in a bigger body, I would be like, yeah, I'm I'm cast fat people. But, like, not, like, theatrical fat, like, fat people. Um, and I would, like, be very explicit about that. And yeah. I would be one of those playwrights that are like, hi, you can't do my play, I'm going to sue you. No, I literally will sue you. I will literally sue you. And that's the hill I'll die on. Good. Which makes, you know, I don't know. I think, I do know. I think it, uh... I think I just know when I want to stand for something and when other things I want to uh, inspire in others. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like that's part of the reason why... I will take more wine, thank you. In my lady. Um, yeah, it's just... That's what I love about you. One of the many things that I love about you. I feel like there is such a strong core artistic self in you. And I've, like, seen it become fleshed out in the last four years. Like, I think about we did these projects in our very first year of college where we just... I don't remember what your aesthetic piece was because I don't think we were in the same section. We weren't. No. But, um... Your empathy piece, I remember. Just the idea that I saw you do a piece about the hypersexualization of young women, and it was just as visceral, just as emotional, and just as vulnerable as the work that you're doing now, but it was at the beginning of your collegiate career. Yeah. And now, like, your thesis 
was not the exact same theme, but like the development of you as yeah. It's, it's just the same roots. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 not like it's something that's searched for. And I feel like this is something that I'm learning and have learned in the past four years where it feels like there's this narrative that's prescribed by artist communities or maybe it's just like the way that I've interpreted the art scene and like the idea of this this uh profession where I'm like it's a scarcity mindset and there's only so many good ideas and you need to find the good idea and you need to constantly be scouring for like what you can bring to the table instead of just being like there's a lot going on here and you just have to like let it come out (laughs) like it's just gonna come out and it has and we found each other through it and that's not true now me trying not to cry i have a very this is a small tangent but also connected to what you just said uh, a very like visceral memory of us it was it was before one of the classes it was it was in one of the clown classrooms but it wasn't clown because it was our sophomore year Oh, okay. So it must have been, like, I don't know. It was just us sitting there. I think we were eating lunch, and we were just talking about uh, our families and, like, uh, the the trauma we have kind of uh, gotten from our families. And, like, I don't know. it, It was just such an honest connection, and it was, like, 1 p.m. like disgusting fluorescent lights like I think I was eating a banana but I remember just being like so fully present and so fully seen and even though like in the grand scheme of things nothing was happening like if someone was to walk in on us it'd be like oh hey hey Carly Katie but like it felt like something in me was like oh bing bong the pivotal this is something yeah even though like obviously in the moment I couldn't think of that but there's a reason my brain clung on to it mm. because it looks so ordinary. But maybe the feelings I had in that moment were so unlike anything I felt that my brain was like, keep on to this. Yeah. Um, and that was just to talk about our friendship. <laughs> that was just to jerk off our friendship. A it's a very special thing. It's, it's. Yeah. I didn't think that there was something. I don't know. I've never had a friend like this. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I, I think the fact that I use our relationship as a, um, a kind of, (laughs) no, me too. Kind of like in, in other relationships when I'm like, does this person support me? Does this person like love? Do I feel unconditionally loved? Because I know what that feels like. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm in that with Katie. Yeah. Like, does this person make me feel safe? Does this person make me feel... Inspired. Yeah. Like, does this person make me feel activated Joyful. in the same way? Yeah. Free? Make uh, me feel at home? Make me feel myself? Mm-hmm. And I know what those feelings are because of you. Also, like, listening, because I feel like we're so good at... It take, took a while, but, like, listening to our cues and being, like, too much time. Good night. You know what I yeah. mean? Like... We know each other in that way. Again, like we were saying, the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that come from it came from a lot of hard work. Like I feel like people might listen to this podcast and be like, "Oh my god, 
so, so oh my god they're so you know uh, yeah but like we've just shared a lot of spaces <laughs> like we've done a lot of we've spent so much time together katie i know we i still like each other maybe even more <laughs> oh my gosh um, okay anyways i don't mean to like I know, get so real fruity this with is it. like a jerk off corner for us but but just a, just a moment to yeah but the, the, i mean going back to like artistic intentions and like whatever majesty what the fuck i'm trying to say like i found a lot of freedom within the artistic my artistic point of view with our friendship mm. because it it was like uh kind of finally feeling like someone saw you fully and it not only accepted you but yeah enjoyed it and was like yeah this is cool shit was like whoa you like this you like this and then you know it's like <laughs> i don't know having having like cheating on the floor and someone being like nice <laughs> like i can't explain it i can't explain it oh yeah and I, then that just really helped me like, i mean gain confidence within myself and then gain confidence within my art to be like there's something here mm. like there's something in me just as a person so therefore there's something in the art yeah if I just trust myself and yeah. not force it. And I also think we constantly are saying, like, and we're hearing this from our mentors, too, make the work that you want to see, make the work that you love. But at the same time, there's something really validating about someone else also loving it. <laughs> like, someone else Even if it's also, just you. Yeah, even if it's no. just you two in a room, like, oh, well, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Sometimes that is enough. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think... The way that I have seen us push each other and not even like, not even one of us being like, you need to go do this thing because it's going to really help us. Like we need to go, we need to do this. We need to do this. But just like the fact that we start to feel so good about ourselves and we start to feel so empowered and confident that we see the best things in the world and we're like, we could do that. Yeah. We could do that. Let's, what's stopping us from doing it? And then we go and we do it. And I don't know. I, there's something really exciting about that for me because I think that that sort of manifestive energy is what makes it. Yeah. And I think that with us, it's really palpable. I just feel like I think about we had a morning where we just sat in our favorite little coffee shop and we just talked about like all the things Play we wanted ideas. to do. <laughs> and, you we know, I'm like, a page and a half just to play ideas and yeah. ideas we wanted to do. Yeah, that is so funny. And it reminds me of, like, being a kid and sitting with... I mean, when that fan fiction episode that we did, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't listened, please go listen to that episode. That was so fucking good. But, like, me and Emily used to sit and just, like, dick about being like, what if we wrote, like, a... Like, a, like an X-Men mm-hmm. fanfic? Like, what if we, like, made X-Men characters and wrote about them? And it excited us. And we would, like all throughout school think about what we were going to write about when we got home but it's so much more real now yeah. because it's us and also we're showing people and telling people about it yeah <laughs> and it's not like an X-Men fanfic it's me writing about Marie Antoinette <laughs> similar yeah. Uh, yeah I mean oh I mean this podcast came from nothing it came from us shitting on the floor and being like I like I like how you talk. I like how you talk. Uh, other people would like this. <laughs> what if other people like our talk? But, uh, yeah. And, like, this has been such a rewarding 
thing I've done with my life. Mm. Like, the people that have listened to it and reached out to us has been so fucking wonderful. But, like, just gaining the confidence to share parts of our lives that are embarrassing and gross Mm -hmm. and, like, sometimes fucked up. (laughs) Like, we do fucked up shit because we're human. Yeah. Um, But but the fact that, like, we come in here and talk about it with each other and then put it out into the world. Yeah. That's what I mean. We're pretty, but we're also disgusting. Yeah. We cringe, but we free. We cringe, but we free. (laughs) And, like, I'm so into that. I was walking around, and again, this is just, this is so many things, and it's mostly just me, but, like, I was walking around Seattle tonight when I was just going on my little walk, and I was just, like, looking at all these baddies, like, these weird-looking dope looking bitches in high ass boots and like little tiny spandex getups and like long blonde hair just like all sorts of crazy shit and just being like oh people here are like doing it like going for it and really enjoying themselves yeah and i see it and it makes me so excited Living, like, full. Like, so full. Yeah, and, like, unapologetically. And I just think about being in L.A. And everybody's hot. Everybody looks kind of the same. And everybody looks... Everybody, like... Nobody trusts each other. Like, everybody's trying to kind of figure out what the next big move is. And, like, trying to see what way the current sways. That's not a word. That's not a thing. But just, like, trying to stay ahead of the trends. You know what I mean? And... I don't know. Maybe I'll go back there at some other point in my life and have a different experience of it and know it more fully. But right now, it's like Seattle has this thing that for this point in my life makes a lot of sense because it doesn't make me feel like I need to reach for something outside of myself to be cool. Yeah. It makes me feel like what I have is fucking cool. So, like, turn it up. And that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the friends I've made in Seattle are some of the coolest people I've ever met. Sure. Uh, Period. Good people here. Yeah. Do you feel like not being in school, do you feel like you have nerves about being graduated? About not having that, like, safety net of... Yeah. Um, Yes and yes. Uh, Yes and yes. I was going to say yes and no, but I'll just talk about the yes first. Like, I think it's more of, like, yeah, it's more of things that are going to come from my life now are going to be have to like, come just for me and not sort of, like, a an outside entity that is school. Like, it is so structured, and they do hand you opportunities and, you know, let you have a platform and, you know, just give you the support you need. But stepping out right now and, like, at least in, like, the theatrical world and feeling like... I am the support, I am, like, the pinnacle, like, I am the fucking match, uh, is a little alarming because I personally am just, like, in such a state transformationally mm-hmm. right now where I feel like I, I just can't, I, I'm just trying to find myself, so that's what gives me anxiety is feeling like I'm gonna have to find a balance where I let myself, uh, pursue my dreams but also not put so much pressure on myself if 
they aren't coming as fast if mm. as if I didn't have to heal from an eating disorder or heal from sexual trauma or heal from having people break my heart you know yeah. like if if I was at a a different point in my life and and things didn't happen to me I think uh things would be a lot easier you know so not I guess not setting myself up like mm-hmm. a bar of for artistic venture yeah uh, because in the grand scheme of things, like, I'm just happy to be on the floor with my best friend, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I also have a drive to fucking mostly just let people see me fully and, and see other people fully again. Like, that's what I want. Mm. Like, I don't need people to like my shit. But if my shit makes you feel something, like, that's what I want. Dope. Uh, so yes and no, I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh. I think it's really, we we talked about this before and have, we have talked about this before where I feel like there's this expectation put on us that we should have it all figured out and the same way that life is supposed to work linearly in a sort of upwards projection, like your career is supposed to be the same way without stopping to recognize that like that is the work that you're doing. You need to feel the like world stopping feelings that happen with recovering from all the different kinds of suffering you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and like your ability to fully take in that suffering and process it and inevitably turn it into art it's not even something that you have to fixate on yeah like I don't know that's the thing that I feel like I turn back to all the time where, and I definitely felt like this during the pandemic, where I would stress out about the fact that I was not feeling inspired or motivated. And I was just like, you know, usually I feel so horny for art. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I just am so able to turn it on at any moment. And I feel so empty and dry. Yeah. But just recognizing that, just like anything else in life, you just go through phases. And this too shall pass. <laughs> and also, like, it's... Sorry. I, I, this is something that I, I continue to reassure myself with and also just know is the truth. Is, like, I am an artist. That's I just the thing, right? I just am. Like, it's it's in my blood. Not, it's in my blood. It's in my bones. It's in my... And you don't have to prove that to anyone. Exactly. Because you fucking feel it. It's, like, at the end of the day, all I know how to do is to create like I, I and I really just see it happening all the time that's just yeah. the way that I live my life and so I need to kind of rewire my brain to be like it's going to work out no matter what yeah. and your success as an artist does not necessarily equate to how much money you're making from it but at the same time like who says you can't who says you can't Somebody has to. We made the same face. That was alarming. Uh, Check out our OnlyFans for $2 trillion (laughs) to see the same face we just made. Also, side note, tangent. I got a nose piercing. How does it look, everybody? So good. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm letting them look. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm letting them see it. Wait, okay. Okay, and then from this angle? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they think it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Yeah. It does look good. It's a septum piercing. Which, when you said that you were getting your nose pierced, I figured you were getting a little, like, Steady corner boy. stud. Yeah. Which would have been fun, too. Yeah. But I'm, I, it looks really good. I've been always jiving for a, a septum piercing. It's cute. Uh, yeah. It, it honestly feels like reclaiming a part of myself. Mm. Uh, because, I mean, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, but, like, avoiding things that you feel like men won't like. Mm. Uh, like for a long time I was like I can't get my nose piercing because bleh, because Chad won't want to come in my ass and if Chad doesn't want to do that then I should kill myself you know what I mean yeah uh, and being bing, like bong, bing. and being like in the grand scheme of things I don't like Chad I don't want Chad to like me I don't care you know what I do want my septum piercing <laughs> you know yeah um, and like even like right when it happened and he gave, gave me the mirror I was like this, this is, is right. something. This is some fucking feminine, like feminine divinity, feminine divinity. Divine feminine. Thank you. I <laughs> <laughs> just like see us trying to figure that one out. But like, it just felt like it was just like another thing I was doing for me. Yeah. Which like just really gets my juices. Raising my energy. Squeezed. Yeah. Raising my juices. Squeezed. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Thank you. It looks really cute. Uh. But I'm excited because I have, like, some artistic manifestations and goals. Uh, I'm going to be submitting this fall for grad schools. So. Holy fuck. Where are you trying to go? A couple places. Okay. A couple places. Okay. Some boys. Uh, but I have, I'm really proud of Manic, so, like, that's definitely under my belt. But, like, I've been working on two other plays and... I think one of them, I mean, I'll work on both of them, but I think one of them is going to be the other heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to allow the fucking, like, artistic wave that's hitting me right now. Write it. Yeah, exactly. Buckle down. Well, I was telling Katie, like, I'm trying to bang some shit out in this month. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I'm trying to bang. Also that. And I'm trying to bang some shit out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of it. Art. Side note, I haven't gotten railed. Oh, Katie. In, like, at least a month. At least a month? Yeah. Damn, son. And that's unlike me. I was getting railed once a week, if not more. That's the thing, right? Like, take a shot every time I say that. Uh, fuck me every time I say that. It's just, like, that's the thing, right? <laughs> What's the point of making... Oh, right. Just having a steady fuck is nice. Having somebody... <laughs> you said that so fast, my brain was like... Yeah, having a steady fight. Yeah, yeah. Having that consistency is great. Your body gets used to it. I know. I always sleep at night if someone's not calling me. A... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to blurb. Woof. I'm gonna have to blurb it. Woof. I'm gonna have to blurb it. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. This isn't the King podcast. <laughs> Too far. But um. Yeah, I'm, like, realizing that I'm going to need to, like, either get a punching bag or start exercising. We, like, I want a punching, punching bag so yeah. bad. And I'm Where gonna would we put it? Put your face on it. I'm going to... Are you listening right now? Yeah, I'm going to put your face on it. Thank you for clarifying that it wasn't my face. Because <laughs> I was a little concerned. <laughs> Sorry, it's looking directly into the microphone because it's picturing someone. I can't see that. It's <laughs> picturing someone's face. I just wanted to give some paranoia, whoever listened to this, being like, can you talking about me? I am. Uh, 
manifestation. And we're both gonna get railed. Two, we're both gonna continue our healthy relationship. We're improving our healthy relationship with our body and food. Agreed. Three, our artistic <laughs> juices are gonna mush and squirt, and we are going <laughs> to make the best shit you've ever seen. That's Four. Okay. Katie's gonna get over every heartbreak that's ever happened to her because it's getting really annoying <laughs> for everyone, <laughs> especially me. Five. Whose line is it anyway, baby? Oh, can we? Yeah, we'll watch it right after this. Sweet. <laughs> that's sexy voice. Is it weird how much my voice changes, or am I just inebriated? Yeah, you're fucking weird. Can you show up? <laughs> <laughs> when your voice changes, I'm like, who that? Who is that? <laughs> I just feel like I'm the best. You got eyelash? No. My eyeliner look okay? Yeah. I'm really sweaty. I feel like we should say goodnight to all our followers. <laughs> all of our... Get out of our house, followers. Um, <laughs> first of all, goodnight. Second of all, buenas noches. <laughs> I've been in LA, sorry. Uh, third of all, everybody's got a lot of little artistic bones in their body. <laughs> Fifth of all, everybody's got a lot of artistic bones in their body. I think that was four. Um, uh, I hope you're ready because Carly and Katie are back in this podcast. It's about to get hot. Brandon Fraser.